Hey there, I'm Melanie Reed, and this is the HR Mentor. Today, I want you to think about a conversation you feel you need to have with someone, but that you're avoiding. It could be a coworker, a friend, or perhaps even a family member. Then I want you to think about why you are avoiding it. Is it because you don't know what to say? Perhaps you're worried about how they will react? Or is it because you're afraid that it will affect your relationship going forward? Perhaps it's all of the above. I call these types of conversations courageous conversations because they often require us getting over our fear in order to have them. Now, fear is a construct of our imagination. And logically, we know that. But when we get that knotted up feeling in our stomach, thinking about the conversation we need to have, it feels pretty darn real. I know it does for me. But if you're still thinking about it, you probably also feel like you need to have it, right? Well, today I want to help you out with this by sharing my three favorite strategies to help you tackle your next difficult conversation. I think you will find that these are super easy to do and they will make a big impact on your confidence, in your conversation, and in your relationships. Let's get started. Welcome to the HR Mentor Podcast, the podcast for emerging HR practitioners to get practical advice, tools, and strategies to build credibility, confidence, and ultimately a fulfilling HR career. I don't know about you, but I find that imagining the awful things that can happen when I'm about to have a difficult conversation is almost always worse than the reality. Our minds are tricky mechanisms and very powerful. What I also know is that doing some planning before you have your conversation can be essential. In my Courageous Conversations workshop, I take participants through a number of stages to plan their conversation. But there are three strategies that I believe have the biggest impact on making sure that your conversation goes as smoothly as possible. They are number one, removing any judgment words or terms and sticking to the facts. Number two, having a clear goal and intent for your conversation. And number three, being curious and really being open to hearing the other person's perspective. Let's talk about each of these in a little more detail. I believe one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they have a difficult conversation is that they don't really consider the language they're using and how it can make the receiver instantly defensive. Consider the following two examples. Number one, hey, Melanie, I need to talk to you. I am so disappointed in you. You are always late for work and you never let me know in advance. I can't believe how irresponsible and lazy you are. My teenagers are more reliable than you. Versus number two, hey, Melanie, can we chat about something? I noticed that you've been five minutes late for work three times out of the last five days. Can you help me understand why that is and what's going on? Now, in the first example, Melanie is going to instantly start poking holes in your statement. Is she really late for work every day? And does she never let you know in advance? Probably not. Is using judgment terms like irresponsible and lazy going to make Melanie want to problem solve or even share what's been going on for her? 
Perhaps her car died a week ago and she's taking the bus but is still learning the schedule. Or maybe the bus has been late. Perhaps she's embarrassed that she can't afford a new car right now and didn't want to tell anyone. Yes, she needs to get to work on time. But laying a bunch of judgment on her is not going to help her get there. Judgment terms and inflated generalizations, especially with timelines and descriptions not based in fact, almost always put the receiver on the defensive. Not only that, if you want to make a relationship with this person work or maintain your relationship with them, using this type of language is going to erode their trust in you and make them doubt your friendship or your relationship. Judgment terms are words like good, bad, should, must, inappropriate, unprofessional, irresponsible, rigid, stuck in your ways, stubborn, etc. All of these words are labels that are based on an individual's perception of what they mean. Unprofessional conduct is a common one that I hear a lot of managers use. And it can be perceived very differently by different people. It's also wise to avoid generalizations like always, never, usually, sometimes. If you think about that, when you generalize somebody's behavior without specifics, it not only leaves room open to debate the details, because of course that's what everybody's going to do when they hear that they never do something, but it isn't accurate. And then you also look like you're being dramatic and that can alienate the other person instead of actually focusing on whatever it is you wanted to resolve with this conversation. It's usually problem solving. My kids use this response all the time. They'll say to me, mom, you never say yes to XYZ or you always do XYZ. My response is usually always, never, It annoys the heck out of them. But it's true. Rarely do we meet people who always or never do what it is we're talking about. So what's the antidote to this? I think it's critically important in these types of conversations to stick to the facts. When you have to share feedback with someone or you want to understand why they've done something or you want to problem solve with them. Share the facts about what is bothering you or what the offensive behavior is. Try and use dates, times, and specific examples, and really think about how often something has occurred. When you use the facts, there is little to argue about. If it happened, it happened. And this allows you to move the conversation from debating your delivery or your inquiry to actually getting to the root of solving whatever it is that needs to be solved or stopped or started. My suggestion on how to make sure that you're not using generalizations or judgment terms is to script out your words and the statement you're going to use when you open the conversation and double check that you're not using any of that kind of language. It's really simple to do. It only takes a few minutes, but when you go into the conversation, you're going to feel more confident and chances are you're going to get a better reaction from the other person. So strategy number one, remove any judgment words or terms and stick to the facts. Now, my second strategy for these types of conversations is to have a really clear goal and intent. 
If you want your difficult or courageous conversation to go well, doing this planning ahead of time is really essential. One of the most important things is to figure out what your intent is for the conversation. Why do you feel it is necessary to bring this up? Why now? What is the impact it's having on you or your team or your family or your relationship with this person? And what do you hope to accomplish in this conversation? If you think about this and realize that the only goal is to make the other person feel bad or guilty, I'm going to suggest that you either don't need to have the conversation or you need a new goal. Consider what you would like to be different. What would you like them to stop, start, or change? And what can you reasonably accomplish in one conversation? Perhaps your goal is to make them aware of their behavior and the impact it has on you. Perfect. Let them know that that's all you want from this conversation. Perhaps you want to problem solve a solution with them. Great. Tell them that and then open the door to that problem solving. Perhaps you just have to give them bad news. It's unfortunate. It's not easy. But just let them know that you're sharing this bad news and you're there to listen and support them or answer their questions. Whatever it is, be realistic about what you can accomplish in one conversation. It is not reasonable or realistic to get someone else to suddenly agree with you or change their entire perspective on something. But if they're doing something that has a negative impact, it's a good idea to bring it to their attention and make them aware of it or for you to understand why it's happening. I honestly believe that people don't get up in the morning, put on their pants, go to work or engage with other people and really try and mess things up. Usually there's something going on if they're having a negative impact. And I don't know about you, but I'd like to know. I can't change anything or do anything different if I think what I'm doing is just fine. So it's a good practice to let people know when their behavior is having a negative impact on you. If the problem is a big one that requires significant change, it might take more than one conversation. And that's totally okay. Just set a realistic and caring goal for the first conversation and then keep moving forward with this person. You'll be surprised that when you deliver your conversation or you deliver your message without judgment terms and with a clear goal or intent, the other person is generally less defensive, less argumentative, and more willing to come to the table with you. So my second strategy is to make sure that you have a clear goal or intent for the conversation. And I would add that it needs to be realistic for a conversation. Now, my third strategy is about being curious and open to hearing the other person's perspective. I think this is the hardest one for most people. Usually when we get to the point of having a difficult or courageous conversation, we've often thought about the scenario or the individual's behavior quite a bit. And what naturally happens is we start to fill in the blanks because we haven't asked them what's going on, we haven't had a conversation about it, but in our mind we have come up with all kinds of wild ideas as to why this person is behaving the way they do. 
Often, it's not really rooted in reality. And once you have the conversation, you'll probably discover that it had nothing to do with what you were thinking. But regardless, we do tend to do this. And what that does is it causes us to go into the conversation expecting a certain response. When we do that, we take away our ability to hear and understand the other person. So when you need to have a difficult conversation, I really encourage you to try and be curious and open to listening. So if you're going to deliver your message about what's bothering you about the other person or their behavior, begin with the facts, explain what's happening, tell them what the impact is, take out any of those judgment terms, tell them that your goal is to hear their perspective or to understand what's going on. And then be quiet. I know, silence is uncomfortable. But the only way to really understand what's going on from the other person's perspective is to listen. And the only way to give them space to do that is to let them talk. And that means you need to be silent. The worst thing you can do at this point is... Listen to what they have to say and then immediately start explaining or defending or talking over them as they're trying to just explain their perspective. Give them time to really flush things out and to share their viewpoint. You can encourage them to keep talking by asking them questions about what they're sharing with you. You can reframe what they're saying to make sure that you understand. What I hear you saying is X, Y, Z, or you sound like you feel really strongly about this perspective. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? These types of prompts or questions or phrases encourage the other person to keep talking so you can deepen your understanding. But the other thing that they do is it gives you time to process what you're hearing and perhaps alter your perspective or judgment about what you originally thought was going on in this particular situation. It's really important when you have a valued relationship to allow the other person to explain themselves. Nobody wants to be cut off or responded to with a whole pile of assumptions that the other person made about them, especially when they haven't even had a chance to explain themselves. Think about that from your own perspective. What if someone came up to you and said, hey, this is really bothering me about you. What do you have to say about it? And you start to explain it and they're immediately cutting you off, telling you you're wrong, telling you you know differently. Arguing with them about their perspective is only going to damage the relationship. And again, it's not going to get you to your goal. If your goal was to understand or to problem solve, then structure the conversation or gear the conversation towards those goals. Ask questions about that. And once you feel like the person has really been heard and you've reframed for them so that you have a good understanding of where they're coming from, then it's appropriate to start talking about next steps. This is really critical if it's an employee-employer relationship. If your employee has done something wrong and you need some kind of correction, once you've heard them out and you understand, then it's appropriate to suggest some next steps. 
Perhaps you ask a question like, okay, I understand why this is happening. What do you suggest that we do to prevent this from happening in the future? And then again, use your listening skills. Reframe what they're saying. Rephrase it back to them. Ask probing questions. My favorite phrase for these types of conversations is, tell me more about that. If I'm stuck in a conversation and I'm not sure how to respond or where it's going, that is a really powerful phrase to keep the other person talking and allows me some time to think about what's coming next or what I should say or ask next. It's also really good to use open-ended questions in this part of the conversation. Ask questions about where, why, how. Asking closed-ended questions is not going to give you more information. But if you can really adopt a curious frame of mind, a perspective of trying to understand them, you're really going to be able to get some great information from the other person. And not only that, when the other person feels heard and understood, they're going to be much more willing to take responsibility for whatever it is that they may have done and work towards making changes. They will see you as an ally, not an adversary. And it all comes down to the language you use, your goal for the conversation, and your ability to be open, curious, and listen to what they have to say. Now, these are my three favorite strategies that I believe make the biggest difference in these conversations. But I also have a whole process for planning and developing your courageous conversation and also delivering it with ease and responding to the other person, regardless of how they react to what you've shared with them. I have this packaged up nicely in a three and a half hour workshop that I will be delivering live later in November. In the show notes for this episode, I'm going to be leaving a link where you can express interest in registering for this workshop. And if you sign up using the form, then I'll send you some more information and details as it becomes available. If you're an HR professional or a manager or even a student that has to work with teams, I think you'll find that this workshop is going to allow you to build some skills that will serve you all throughout your career. It's a very practical hands-on workshop where you're actually going to work your way through your own courageous conversation. I definitely encourage you to check it out. So to summarize, my three strategies to tackle your most difficult conversations are, number one, remove any judgment words or terms and stick to the facts. Number two, have a clear goal and intent for your conversation. And number three, be curious and open to hearing the other person's perspective. I really hope that you'll try these out the next time you feel you need to have a courageous conversation. Thank you so much for listening today. I really appreciate your time. If you have any feedback, as always, don't hesitate to reach out. You can email me, send me a direct message on Instagram or LinkedIn, or you can leave a comment and rate this podcast on Apple Podcasts or Podbean. The show notes can be found at www.unicorngroup.ca forward slash episode 18. Don't forget that the last two episodes of season one are going to be coming up in the next two weeks. 
and I'm still looking for a few more questions to answer during those episodes, so feel free to send them my way. You can ask me questions about HR, job seeking, or anything else that you can think of. In the meantime, take care and bye for now.